Blog Talk Radio. It's been said that by listening to page one, he became more interesting. Women flock to him because he knows what's going on in the world from listening to Blog Talk Radio. He is the most interesting man in the universe. I don't just listen to any show here on Blog Talk Radio, but when I do, it's page one with LeVar and Mary. Keep listening, my friends. to you everyone welcome to page one i am lavar and as always i'm joined by my lovely co-host mary how are you today i'm fine i'm good i'm good are you laughing about our promo at the top of the show not at all no no (laughs) i actually think that's great that we have people that listen and who actually are informed and good things happen to them <laughs> yes, I think that as well. That doesn't mean Uh-oh. I'm not going to giggle. <laughs> well, hopefully, all of you are having a good Good Friday today. Uh, Easter weekend is upon us. Actually, it is getting a little bit warmer outside here, as well, especially here in Chicago. We've been in 30 degree weather. Out on the West Coast, where Mary is at, it's always been warm and it's always been all right. So we don't feel bad for you folks out that way. And for all of you in the West or in the Southwest, yeah, we don't feel bad for you at all. So, <laughs> 50 degrees south. I'm is sorry, light. I'm wearing a tank top. It's not my fault. <laughs> no, we could do that, but you just have to do it indoors. That's that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's all. But uh, hopefully, all of you are having a great Friday. I know a lot of you are off today. For those of you who are working hard, we hope that uh, you at least get a chance to get out, enjoy the weekend, have a safe weekend. I'm not letting you go just yet. we got a lot to talk about today. But uh, just a reminder that you can catch our schedules and everything on Twitter. Uh, we'll always keep you updated at NewsCommentBTR or, or on our official webpage at NewsCommentBTR.Wix.com forward slash fan page. I think I got all of that out of the way. Did I miss anything? Ooh. Sounds like it. Sounds like I did or sounds like I didn't? No, it sounds like you did. I was half paying attention because after a while it starts to go cross-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nothing, nothing new. <laughs> but let's get started. Uh, interesting thing that I found late last week, which actually I think we've talked about somewhere along the lines of the history of this show. Uh, this is actually show number 192, 191, 192. So we're kind of on 200 shows, not of this show, but of all of our shows. But it brought to mind a question. You are a parent, and I'm not a parent, so I would not know. But there was a couple in Florida 
uh, Gentry and Renee Nickel of Crestview, Florida. And they were worried about their 13-year-old daughter's increasingly disrespectful behavior. So they decided to make her punishment humiliating in public. So about a week ago, the teen, whose name has not been released, spent about 90 minutes standing at a busy intersection with a handwritten sign describing her sins. The sign read, quote, I'm a self-entitled teenager with no respect for authority. I'm also super smart, yet I have three Ds because I don't care. Now, passing motorists saw the teen uh, who was standing with her dad at the corner of uh, Ferdon Boulevard and U.S. Highway 90 down there in Crestview, and they snapped pictures of her with their cell phones. Some of the photos ended up on Facebook where they were shared with the Crestview community. Now, the Nickel said that they had not yet seen those photos. Uh, a lot of news organizations found them online just as easily. And someone called the police who showed up to talk to the teen and left after deciding that she was, quote, aware of her punishment and she was not in any harm. Now, however, the parents are feeling a little public humiliation of their own. According to the mom, she told the Northwest Florida Daily News that she wasn't even thinking about what the public was going to think. She was thinking about their daughter. It was for her to be in the public and recognize what she had done wrong. They said that we spend so much uh, focus on not wanting to hurt a child's self-esteem that we didn't do anything. And the family pretty much uh, have, as we said, have gotten a lot of uh, feedback on this, both positive and negative. And a lot of it was done uh, to push good Christian values on her. Now, to put a backspin on why the child uh, maybe possibly might be doing this, um, they said that she's had a hard time since her bro- uh, uh, since her uncle, the girl's uncle, was killed in Afghanistan in December 2011. The kids were close to him and his family, and even they even took vacations together. And since losing her uncle, the 13-year-old has become more defiant at home and school, and her grades have dropped. Uh, but, like I said, the family now is shocked that the punishment's gone viral. And they are saying that this type of punishment, in their own way, has kind of worked because they asked the child uh, whether she was scared, traumatized, and she has come back and said no, she knew it was coming, and they said that she's gotten better since this punishment. So the question put out there is, were the parents, in their own way, correct to, quote, unquote, their words, not mine, publicly humiliate their daughter by having them go out there? And if they were, why? And if they weren't, why not? Bravo. 100% to these parents. Bravo. Um, I never thought I'd hear myself say this because I hated it as a child and a teenager, but these dang kids today. My you're God. Your while you're saying that? <laughs> yes. They, I, I want to smack half of them. And the other half, I want to smack with, like, a hammer or something heavy, <laughs> a cast iron pot. <laughs> they need to get their heads out of their rear ends and realize that they are not. I hate to I hate to undo what we've all done, but these children, if this is our future, I don't want it. <laughs> I just I don't. The children are our future. Yeah. Well, no, not these ones. Um, are they right for publicly humiliating her? In this circumstance, I'm going to go with yes, only because I don't know. Um, Most kids need to be publicly humiliated at some point in their life, Um, not like on a wide scale. 
The problem with today's public humiliation compared to our generation's public humiliation is that they have Facebook, Twitter, um, Reddit. I'm missing like 17 different social sites that will make these things go much more widespread mm-hmm. than what when we were kids. Now, when we were kids, you got stood out on the corner, and yeah, all your friends laughed at you, pointed, and that was a great story, but that was the end of it. Yeah. There might be a few pictures, but there it really was the end of it. Now, this is nothing that's brand new. I've seen this no. before, and I've heard stories about this, and I'm with you. I think that if a child does something, especially if a younger one does something, the worst thing to them is public humiliation or being humiliated for other friends. Yeah, but, because then you actually bring it to light. It's like, hey, guess what? You were wrong, and now everybody knows about it. But and now oh. I throw that in there, and I'm not saying that. I, I'm totally agreeing with you. I think that they should be, but we have to be careful as to the length of public humiliation. Now, that sign holding, that's not humiliating to me. Now, the whole thing with having those two students that we talked about months ago of holding hands and doing all that different stuff, that could lead to certain things only because of how society is now and the backlash from it could – we have to be careful with what it could potentially do to the student because it seems nowadays – and I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for this. I'll probably get a lot of flack for what I'm about to say. But kids today – as compared to my age range, and I'm over 30, so it, it they seem today to be a little bit more weak than probably our age gap. Thank you. And in the way in which I say that is that if something doesn't go their way, it's the end of the world. If something is, if someone has an issue with them, if even one person has an issue with them. It's the end of the world. Now, granted, there's fine lines between all of that, and I'm not going to get into all that today because this can lead down a myriad of paths. But I'm agreeance with that because the only way nowadays, I don't think anymore that the good old days of you're grounded, and by the way, just to add on to that story, uh, I know people are like, why don't they just take the cell phones and televisions away? The thing is that she doesn't have one, and the parents you know, don't allow her to have all that stuff. But Nowadays, doing that still doesn't work. Nope. It, it's kind. Of, it's kind of like the age-old thing of whooping or you know a fifteen-year-old. It's not going to work. Yep. <laughs> and they're already past the the point of spanking. So yeah. if you are in that group, I'm not. But if you're in that group of people that want to spank your child, a fifteen-year-old will not take to a spanking. They'll just be like, "Great, thanks." Mm-hmm. Um, these kids today are coddled. I really yeah. do think that. There's a lot of, I'm sorry, we need hot metal slides, concrete bases, you know, swing sets on grass with dirt underneath <laughs> that's been compacted where you lose your tooth if you fall out, and rub some freaking dirt on it. Stop your whining, stop your crying, and grow up. And everyone and gets a trophy, there. especially if you lose. <laughs> right. No, if you lose, you don't get a trophy. You lost. Sorry. Sucks to be you. Guess what? You can't always win. I I hate that. Oh my god, I hate that so much. But unfortunately, I grow. I'm in a society where everybody's like, "Well, you gotta be nice to your kids." And oh my god, you might hurt them. You might hurt their feelings and take them to a therapist because they have to hold on to that stuff and blah blah blah. I, my child, 
my poor child, she, like, will sit and she'll cry about losing and be like, you lost. Get over it. Yeah. Don't sit in the corner then. If you want to go pout, go pout. I'm done. You lost. Bye. I don't that... go easy on my child. Yeah. <laughs> she it, plays and me I get... more and I win. I win. <laughs> okay. it, yeah, and I guess I also want to backtrack on this story, too, because I know a lot of you are probably going to be asking the question that I asked along that way is, to if that was the case, if she was affected by this uncle passing away over in Afghanistan, why didn't they seek some type of, um, I guess, psychiatric help? Right. The parents that, that, yeah, the parents that they didn't think about that, and, and you know, I guess it's a different case for a different kid, you know. Even if they did do that, I, I'm not unless she, unless he died yesterday. And I, I, I'm sorry for the loss. I'm not trying to be crass. I really am not. But unless he died yesterday, grieving period's over. At some point, you have to move on. He's gone. I know that sucks, and I know that it's a, a horrible thing for me to say. I, I sound very bitter <laughs> and very cold right now. But at some point, the grieving process is moving on. You cry, you grieve, you, you, you get angry, you do all those things. But then there's some point where you have to move ahead in your life. And this might be that one turning point for her. That might, having her stand out on that corner going, I'm an idiot. Maybe that was the one thing that snapped her out of whatever it was to move her on to the next step of the grieving process. I don't know. But I guess, too, and this will be a final point on this, and I know, like I said, a lot of this causes different things to open up, but if this has been the case, then you would start to see a decline since then, and it's been since 2011. Were the parents in that big of a denial, uh, especially, you know, I think after a few months, if your child was, has been doing the same thing, like we said, that was 2011, this is now 2013. So for at least a year or so, this child has been acting out. Are you in such denial that it took finally, I guess, a sign instead of doing something, say, months before? Because I would think that any parent, like I said, I'm not a parent, so I can't chastise them for what they do or what they know or what they don't know. But for any parent, they know their child, especially mothers. They know their child. And even after a couple of weeks of some type of mood and things weren't the way that they were before, wouldn't you have done something then instead of letting it drag out so long? At some point, you you have to. I mean, like I said, at some point, you have to tell them to grow, you know, grow a pair or move on to the next step, and you may have to move them on. That's the. I've said this. I can't believe I'm saying the same thing that was said to me at one point, but <laughs> my job as a parent is not to take care of you. It's to teach you to take care of yourself. And at that point, I may have to do things for you for some point, but at some point in this process, you were supposed to take over. Yeah, makes sense. It's it's a lesson for life, and we hope that, you know, that particular thing worked well, and we hope that we never have to hear of a digression from her. But, uh, right. yeah, I, I'm totally for, I guess, uh, you know, whatever you have to do. Yeah. Going as long on. As it put the child in harm, go for it. Yeah. One thing that we kind of um, seen lately in the progression of vehicles, and I'll kind of be quick with this story this afternoon, but 
well, came the question of whether or not, and we all know by now, is your car spying on you? Now, if you have a recent model that has a fancy infotainment system where it's equipped with a toll booth transponder or other units you bought into the car that can monitor your driving, your driving habits or destination could be open to scrutiny of others. If your car is electric, it's almost surely capable of ratting you out. You may have given your permission, or you may be the last to know. Now, at present, consumers' privacy is regulated when it comes to banking, transactions, medical records, phone, Internet use, etc., but data generated by cars, which these days are basically rolling computers, are not. And a lot of people don't know that this is happening, and the dumbed-down version of, quote, the black box, which is on uh, airplanes, is now pretty much built into 96% of new cars. And automakers are also on their way to developing, quote, connected cars that constantly crank out information about themselves to make driving easier and collisions preventable. But the one thing about this is that privacy now becomes an issue when data could end up in the hands of outsiders who motorists don't suspect have access to it, or when the data is repurposed for reasons beyond those for which they were originally intended. Among such things are electronic data recorders, as we said, or EDRs, known as the black boxes, also, to infotainment systems and onboard computers, those systems provide GPS navigations and instant two-way communication to motorists, but they can also be used to relay information about a car system to automakers. Uh, General Motors kind of found that out the hard way last year. And also, the transponders and other devices can show where you've been, where you're going, etc. You had a chance to read this article. If you're all interested, just ask me, and we'll post it up on our Facebook page, uh, which is at News Comment Blog Talk Radio. Uh, now, the jury's still out on a lot of this. Does it make you worried, or is it a little bit too big brotherish at this point that all of this electronical information that can pretty much show where you are, what happened, whatever, is it good or is it bad? Yes. No, it's both. <laughs> It's technology. It's neither. It's neither good nor bad. It's in the hands of the people that use the information. Um, so if you put it into a um, politician's hands that wants to, and this came up in Nevada um, recently, a couple of years ago, um, mm-hmm. where they were trying to put transponders into cars, and mm-hmm. that way they could figure out how far you drove, and that's how they would base your um, taxing, like, like a toll, but different. And they would tax you for how far you drove, hmm. which sucked. Um, that got shot down, obviously, um, for privacy purposes. Um, if people are, and it's not just cars, it's your smartphone, it's your tablet that you have in your purse, it's the, the Kindle Fire, it's whatever you've got, they're watching you. It's your direct TV, it's your dish network, it's everything. Everybody knows where you are. I hate to break to you. (laughs) Unless you are completely off the grid and not using any of this technology, you, people know where you are. And it's so true. Now, it's a good thing. And you know what's bad now, and I'm not, you know, bragging it because this is their belongings, but for places like a Facebook or Twitter or for social media or for whatever you're on it now, it seems to be email. Whatever you tend to even remotely talk about always seems to oddly find its way either into your email or on an advertisement. So, for example, if you click on I like big butts and I can't not lie page on Facebook, chances are that you're either going to get it. 
you get an email. That's the first thing I thought of. I don't know why. But anyway, <laughs> chances are you're going to get something for either an urban modeling site or for some magazine or for something that's going to wind up in your uh, advertising box. Something completely separate, like something yeah. separate. Like you could say, I like, you know, I I like how I am. Or you could post a picture saying, I am happy with my body the way it is. You know, or I do weightlifting, it's called um, Bacardio, you know, with Bacardi. Um, or whatever. And then all of a sudden you get weight loss sites. Really? Yeah. People, yeah. it is not a new thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, You've got somebody watching you. On star, okay. <laughs> this is not new. Is it a good thing? I don't. I. There should be some kind of privacy law on there. However, again, it's not good. It's not bad. It's in the. It's how the information is used, and mm-hmm. if like my information, granted, my car isn't that smart. Um, but if my car was that smart and my information was used, and I got a bill in the mail saying, guess what, you tra- you traveled 100 miles more than anybody else in your neighborhood, you get charged. Screw you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's when I get angry. If they say, you know, if I get into a car accident and all of a sudden the ambulance is to me because of my smart car, I'm going to be happy. So yeah. really, it just really depends. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like one of those, uh, you know, you're halfway on the fence thing. It's a good thing, but at the same time, it's a bad thing because if something bad happens, I would like that if somebody could. You know, the funniest thing is that when those things happen, it takes the longest time to get that information for some odd reason. But other than mm-hmm. that, oh, you can get it right away. But yeah, if something happens like that, if a car comes up missing, a person comes up missing, and say if it's off in a ditch somewhere, I would rather you'd be able to track my phone and my you know car with the ping. But I guess to if you're one of those people, and I remember years ago when I worked in the automotive industry, we had an older couple who were already kind of leery of these new cars and of things that were on them. They didn't want any of that stuff on there. But, uh, you know, the one point, this one selling point that I always used was, okay, if something happens, wouldn't you rather that be on there and it could track you right away and we can get you the help that you need? And then they thought about it, and then they pretty much finally relented, and they went ahead and got it. But it's it's kind of a... It's a good thing, but at the same time, it's a bad thing. So I, I, oh, yeah. I'm on the fence. But will I know. use it? I probably won't use it. I've mm-hmm. already got my smartphone tracking me, so I'm good to go. But I know Big Brother's watching me. It's whatever. But yes, I don't have anything are. to worry about. Yes, we are. No. Yeah, well. <laughs> Finally, this <laughs> article from Women's Day this week. And actually, it's something I think that all of us who are either single or, you know, or don't have anyone in our lives, we can pretty much agree with here. And uh, the person who wrote this article, they pretty much said the next time that you're tempted to advise your single friends, bite your tongue. And it was a list of the ten things that you should never say to singles. Of course, the <laughs> in no order, I'm pretty much going to name this all off. You can pretty much develop your own thing from this one. But the first question, why aren't you married? Um, it almost universally pushes single people's buttons. Perhaps the answer is really it's none of your business, or um, it presumes the single person is unhappily single. But uh, the other question out here, have you tried online dating? Now, true, people can find relationships online, but this assumes your friend is clueless and hasn't thought of it themselves. Another Another thing people say to single people, stop being so picky. Now, this says this comment pretty much basically slaps your friend's wrist and accuses them of faulty judgment. 
as if they can't trust their own wants and needs. Then another one, you'll find, I, I changed this up because it was mostly geared toward women, but it can be geared toward everybody here. In other words, you'll find that perfect person when you're not looking. According to a lot of people, they say that's a lose-lose comment. On one hand, this assumes your friend is on the hunt when they may be content with single life. And on the other hand, the comment is also, uh, you know, pretty much saying that, uh, you know, pretty much dumping on them if they are looking for a relationship. Um, the other thing on here, whatever happened with so-and-so, an X, insert X's name, which I don't <laughs> believe anybody would ever do that. Oh, Another one? Would. Yeah, I know. Another one? You're so lucky to be single. <laughs> number seven on that list if you'd get out there you'd find someone <laughs> number eight you should smile more flirt more or wear your hair differently or wear especially for women more makeup another one you're still young you'll find someone and then another one maybe you're meant to be single <laughs> <You're old>. yeah <laughs> like i said the last one maybe you're meant to be single which i would pretty Ouch. much pretty much slap somebody if they ever said that. But you read that. I mean, it, and I had a talk with somebody about this a couple of weeks ago. I don't think people know, especially if they have somebody, I don't think they know anymore what to say to single people. If you've been married for a long time, it does go away. That that, <laughs> that I will say that. When, you, when you're with somebody, and depending on how long you've been with somebody, if you've been with somebody for a while, all of a sudden I think your single brain like, I think you have two brains. You have the relationship brain and you have the single brain. The single brain, like, shuts off, and you forget how to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> because but all you of those things, regardless of what they mean, and then I know a lot of them, there's a couple of them like, oh, you're still young. You know, some of those things are not meant to be malicious. <laughs> but like I said, now that makes me feel old. Thanks. Is that the same thing no. as, like, younger brain, older brain? Because I, I know I'm going to get in trouble for this. Please don't <laughs> write me on this. But I've found it as as people get older, they lose their filter. Yes. And I yes, was at an event. Get away with. Yeah, I was at an event a while back, and I had worked with an older lady, and she, of course, is a little bit more older now. And she didn't remember me at first. And then when she was like, oh, yeah, uh, you've gained a little weight since then. <laughs> Which is wonderful, I guess. But thank, thank you. It's like no filter. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, and they think they can get away with it. Some people actually lose the filter on purpose, and they think oh, they yeah. can, because I'm older, I can do it. But that's a, a totally separate subject. Being a person that was married and then is now divorced and is now single, I will tell you that in that transition, that why aren't you married? The first thing that pops in my head is a nasty comment of I was, and it messed my life up, you know, <laughs> or something so mean and vicious to just get back to you to shut you up. <laughs> that's, that's not a nice thing to say. No, it's not. And for those of you out there who are married and are talking to single friends, I hope that list helps you out. We'll post that on our uh, Twitter page. But <laughs> please, by all means, when I saw that, I thought of some of the things that are said to me. And recently at a family event, someone came up to me and they was like, well, why aren't you married yet? And, you know, it pretty much was saying you could have already do it if you want to do it. I'm just like, really? <laughs> oh, I love the don't be so picky. Excuse me? Yeah. Like, you know what I want. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm picky. And this is especially now, like I said, being divorced, married and then the divorce and now single. Going 
time. And look what happened. (laughs) It's pretty much the equivalent of, you know, it never really works with single people getting advice from married people or married people getting advice from single people. It's not ever going to work out quite well. The best thing for you to do is stick with your friends, the people that know you the best, because they will say something like, stop being a drama queen. (laughs) 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 Because you are being a drama queen. Or whatever. Like I said to my friend, I said, you know, maybe you just need to get out of your own way. She's single, I'm single. She's trying to see somebody that she's standing in her own way. Maybe you're standing in your own way. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm like, I'm just saying it because I love you. Well, but because we're friends, <laughs> we can get away with that. So if you're close friends with somebody, then by all means, say the things that are going to be hurtful. But if you're not, stay away from the list. <laughs> Good words to end that week on. And the clock on the wall is telling us that we're pretty much almost out of time. Any uh, shout-outs for this week? No, not this week. No? Really? No. No. Okay. No, I was a hermit this week, so that's good. Uh, no, it's, that's good. You know, <laughs> come out with the, you know, pajamas on and uh, hair and uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, heck yeah! <laughs> I was totally eighties like Asian woman, hair and curlers, bad makeup. <laughs> no comment. <Fuzzy> no <laughs> shout outs here this week, but I do, like I said, want to wish everybody a great Easter weekend. Hope that you uh, have enough of your peeps and your chocolate eggs and all that other good stuff and uh, as always um, we will be back here next week and until then you can catch us on Twitter catch Mary over at Mama, and you can catch me over at News Comet BTR so for Mary I'm LeVar thank you my friend for joining me again this week and thank all of you out there for joining me and we'll see you next week for another edition of Page One Peace